to Remember Twilight, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Twilight Saga. On Remember Twilight, we talk about all things openly. Mental health, relationships, sex, religion, fashion. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can, so if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we are not spoiler-free. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. This is Marin. This is Emily. And this is Samantha Rose Baldwin. And this is Remember, Remember Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Remember Twilight, everybody. We are right in the middle of our interview series. And on this episode, I can't even believe it. I feel like I'm literally talking to a legit superstar. People, oh somebody who I've seen, <laughs> I've seen you on screen. I've seen you in the freaking TV set in my house. We are talking to Samantha Rose Baldwin. This is off the hook. I can't believe it. What's funny is I've met you in real life. Like I know you, we've texted. <laughs> it's like, it's wild to me. It's like, it blows my mind all the time. I know, um, I know an actual star. So welcome to the show, Samantha. It is a Thank pleasure you. to have you here. It's, it's kind Marin, of ridiculous. You're killing me. My ego doesn't need that. But at the same time, it really does. So thank you. No, I get it. <laughs> I'm an actor too. And I'm like, the more people can tell me how awesome I am, the, the better I feel. But it's like, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm being for reals here. <laughs> very kind. Thank you so much. But no, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for having me. I've wanted to be on the podcast for so long. So it's an honor to be here. I know we should have had you on before, but um, we've talked about this on one of the interviews where it's like, it's one of those things where we do so many episodes that it's hard to stick an interview in there when we're already every single week doing like at least two or three main episodes. And so it's really been fun to do these interviews. Oh, just so to like fun. be able to talk to the people who, you know, our, our listeners love and they want to get to know you guys. And so it's like freaking amazing to have you here. 
And I mean, hey, I'm a listener too. So it's an honor to be on the show. <laughs> That's awesome. Most of the people who we've interviewed are not listeners. It's fine. Whatever. It's whatever. But also, Sam's an actual like listener, which is really nice. All right, Sam, will you do us the honor of introducing yourself, um, including your pronouns? Of course. So hi, guys. My name is Samantha Rose Baldwin. I go by she, her. Um, and I'm an actress. I live here in New York City, but many of you in the Twilight community know me as Just Bella Swan or Rosalie for the Olympic Coven. Amazing. And for anyone who's listening who this is the first time they've heard the name Samantha Rose Baldwin, which I can't imagine is too many people, but for <laughs> them out there who just randomly pressed play on this episode, will you tell them just a little bit more about like you in general? What more do you want to know? everything <laughs> what is your breakfast what's your, routine what's your starbucks order favorite color well, my my favorite color is red my starbucks order is a venti water um <laughs> <laughs> but no so i um i've been acting for about the past five years now and i actually got my start in this little twilight community of ours the first acting job i ever did ever um was playing Renezme for the Olympic Coven at the Stephanie Meyer Day event in Forks, which is now the Forever Twilight and Forks Festival. Um, and I took that on before knowing I wanted to do anything of the sorts. So it's kind of what, uh, what made me catch the bug, if you will. Um, and then from there, the first on-screen project I ever did was consumed the Jane short film from the Twilight Storytellers initiative, if you will, that came out a couple of years ago. So it almost feels kind of fitting that I've found myself so intertwined in the Twilight community when it comes to character study and things of the sorts through my Instagram, just Bella Swan. That is so cool. But yeah, I, I think that's so cool. I, uh, I was one of those obnoxious like child actors at the age of like for being like, I'm going to be Annie someday. So I love to hear it's like, oh, I was just like being a normal child. And all of a sudden this thing happened and it was like, whoa, I am meant to do this. Like, I love that. Oh yeah. Like my, I I'm from a very, very small town. Um, and my school was very small as well. And it didn't have any kind of theater program or anything of the sorts. And there was one year where one of the music teachers at the time, um, decided to like start a drama program in the school. And we did Alice in Wonderland, um, the, the like the Disney play. And everyone wanted me to audition for Alice. I didn't want to do it. I was like, I'm too shy for this. I just put me backstage. I'll be the stage manager and we'll just do that. Um, but then I, I found Forks and it, it made me perform and kind of live in these worlds for the first time. And it is really what, where, where I found my passion for all of this. And so it's, it's been really cool and almost kind of full circle. I love it. It's so sweet. So speaking of that, then you've been acting in the twilight realm for a while, but I think that I would really like to, and I know our listeners love to hear these. What is your twilight origin story? Was it just because of the acting or did you actually like twilight? <laughs> oh no, I, uh, I was a huge little twilight fan back in the day. Um, actually I found the story through one of my best friends growing up her name was Sarah and she came over for a sleepover one day <laughs> and was like I just got this movie on DVD it's called Twilight my sister just got it for me um let's watch it so during our little sleepover we were camped out on our air mattresses um and we put the DVD in the DVD player and pressed play and we we watched it and I was like what 
is this? What is this <laughs> dramatic love story with vampires? Um, and we watched it over and over and over again. I remember her being asleep next to me and I was like on my sixth rewatch of the evening. Like I didn't sleep that night. I just kept watching it over and over again. And from there, I just completely fell in love. I had my mom get me the books um, and I, I read the books. They're some of the only books that I have ever read because I'm just, I'm not a huge reader. And from there, I just, I found this incredible community and I found the Olympic Coven and one thing led to another and it became such a huge part of my life. I love that it was Twilight movie sleepover. That was your like first introduction. Cause I think everybody else, it's been the book that they discovered first. Oh, really? So that's really interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was movie first. For me and that gave me a really interesting perspective going through and reading all the books and then seeing all the other films after that oh yeah you mentioned before that you first started playing Renesme at the festival mm -hmm. interested in Renesme like when you first picked up Twilight was she a character you were drawn to or was it just like someone saw you and they were like you are a small Twilight fan like you're perfect <laughs> <laughs> It was no, it was actually a combination of both. Um, so the way that I connected with the Olympic Coven was I was into a very niche section of the Twilight community that was all about the costuming of the films, particularly Bella's. And I would post photos whenever I got like new Twilight clothes or things like that in the mail um, in this group called Inside Bella's Closet, which was a group that was started by Christy Lynn, who was the Bella for the Olympic Coven. So I'd post things in there and me being a child with long red hair, people were like, oh my God, you look like Renesme. You should do a Renesme cosplay. And I was like, first of all, what is cosplay? Second of all, why? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, reading the books, Breaking Dawn was always my favorite part of the story because it's when Bella finally got everything she wanted it's this whole series is just a buildup of Bella chasing her dreams and she finally achieves it and then some in the form of Renesme um, at the end of the story that's a whole different tangent we could go down but as, as I was reading the book that that was always the part that kind of caught my attention the most um, and I got a message on Facebook one day and it was from a woman named Stacy who was organizing Stephanie Meyer Day at the time and she was like hey you know people are really responding to you as this character if you wanted to put together a costume take a couple test photos we'd love to maybe consider you being a part of the event in September and I was like okay it's very interesting so I, I put the the costume together took a couple test photos at my house um, and then I actually I took my first trip out to Forks with my mom earlier that year in September so our trip was the week before the Stephanie Meyer Day event. Um, so the last day of our vacation in Forks corresponded with the first day of Stephanie Meyer Day. Um, so I was there with like the half costume that I had all together. And I took some test photos with Chrissy Lynn, Alan, who is the Edward. And they tossed me into the first event. And it was my kind of audition initiation. And they, they were just like, interact with all of these people as Renesmee. And I was like, okay. Um, you just got like touching everybody on the face. Like, I, I did so much like of that. <laughs> so much of that. But honestly, I would have liked to touch people on the face more. And it would only be like super fans who would come to me and be like, hey, this is weird. Will you touch me on the face? And I'm like, I wish more people would ask me to do that. Because I love stage photos like that. Mm -hmm. um, but as, as I got to know the character of Renesmee more, um, I really became attached to her because we don't know a lot about her. The stories are told from Bella's point of view, 
Renesmee is a very small piece of the story. So I got to do a lot of my own character building off of the little information that I had. And that was really what attached me to the character and made her feel like a part of me was because I, I got to build her life myself, her personality, the way that she acts, things like that. And that is really what kind of piqued my interest in like character development and character study and things like that. And, you know, one thing led to another and now I'm an actor. So yeah, <laughs> it was kind of a long-winded answer, but that was all the details. Okay, this this question is not in our list, but I just had a, a thought. You are in like what, your early 20s now. I don't know how old you are, but um, I feel like there's so much potential with Renesmee. You could still be playing Renesmee like with a Jacob. I, I just like, I mean, I know, I don't know if it's something that like is ever on the list of like things to do. Think pictures to take, but I think that that would be a really cool series. Is just like grown up Renesmee with grown up Jacob. Finally, I don't know. I mean, oh, and, yeah. And from what I have gleaned from the rumor mill, there might be a Renesmee and Jacob book coming up, and so yeah, that would be really cool. It would be really cool. Um, the last year that I did Renesmee for River Twilight and Forks was, I believe, twenty eighteen. Um, that was the year that Catherine Hardwick came. Mm. Um, but it was definitely my my most grown up version of Renesmee. So we put together um, this scene, if you will, that was based off the the flash forward at the end mm -hmm. of Breaking Dawn Part Two. So it was me and Mark, who is our Jacob, and we went to the Jacob Black House in La Plush and took a couple photos as if Renesmee and Jacob were adults and hanging out, and like that was just part of their life together. So the woman who took the photos her name is zoe incredible friend of mine she actually has the screen worn costume from that scene so she let me wear that and she's also the proud owner of a shiny silver volvo so it was like <laughs> the way that we staged some of the photos it was like renesmee stole her dad's car and drove over to jacob's house and th <laughs> those are some of my favorite photos that we've taken because it is that kind of scenario where we got to build on that future that we haven't seen yet um uh, i'm a huge so fan i, of I do have those photos i'll have to share them with you so you can kind of see what we did but yeah we, we have we have done that concept oh i love it <laughs> so how did you go from playing renesmee during your first years at the festival <laughs> to like what you are doing now can you tell us a little bit about that journey and what you are currently doing for the uh forever twilight and forks festival of course yeah so i have bounced all over the Olympic Coven, which has been a lot of fun because it's really allowed me to see just how diverse I can be in my character portrayals. Um, so started as Renesmee, my last year was 2018. After that, I was supposed to take on the character of Victoria because Katie or Victoria at the time um, had retired. She was like, this is my last year. I, you know, I trust Sam to take on the role. So if she wants it, she can take it. So I took it on and took a couple of test photos of me in this wild red wig and whatnot. Um, and I was actually very excited to do it. But later that year, we actually found out that Christy Lynn Arbella um, was pregnant with her own little nudger. Um, so she couldn't make it out to the festival. And we were like, oh my God, we we're two months away from the festival. We don't have a Bella. What do we do? So Christy Lynn actually asked me to step in as her understudy for that year. So 2019 rolls around. I cram in two months of character prep. Um, and, and I was Bella for the festival that year. And it was so much fun. What a fun character exploration. Um, but after that, Christy Lynn had plans to come back, but COVID hit. 
So we had to go virtual. So my brother and I had flown out to Forks and created all of the short films that we did for the virtual festival in 2020. Um, and I took on Bella again for that because we wanted to protect Christy Lynn and her, her little newborn child. But then 2021 rolls around, Christy Lynn is back in action um, and we're in need of a Rosalie. So I have played a lot of different characters for the Olympic Coven, as, as I just stated, but also I've done a lot of little makeup tests for just like different characters of the sorts, because why not? Our makeup artist at the time had a YouTube channel. So there was one weekend where I drove up to her house and she just turned me into a bunch of different characters to stock up on tutorials for her YouTube channel. So I was Kate Denali, Carmen Denali, Jessica, young Renesme, adult Renesme, pregnant Bella. I'm probably forgetting a couple characters in there, but I had never gotten the chance to formally do Rosalie. Um, I, we never got to toss me into Rosalie at any point. And everyone always said that I looked the most like Rosalie because of my bone structure or whatnot, which is the biggest compliment. But so 21 came around, I finally got to step into Rosalie's heels. And that is where I have found myself now in this community. But you guys all know about my my Instagram endeavors and it's just Bella Swan. So that's an entirely different conversation, but that's kind <laughs> of my development through the Olympic oven. Yeah. I loved seeing you as Rosalie be because, and because you're gorgeous and you're like, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but you. the thing that to me that you brought to Rosalie was that depth of character that we want to see in Rosalie. Somebody said this in one of our interviews, we've done a few interviews and I can't, it was probably V who talked about how Rosalie is not the one dimensional character no. that Edward wants her to be, you know, Edward wants her yeah. to be shallow and, and vapid and whatever, but she's not. And you bring that depth of like kindness, um, you know, and, and it, I appreciated that so much as an observer, as a you know, like I'm seeing the art happen where mm -hmm. I didn't feel, and, and I was like, maybe this is because I, I know Sam, like kind of personally we've interacted. And so she's going to be nice to me anyway. But then I was like, she's, she's acting and she's portraying this character of Rosalie as a kind human who is going to not be rude to me and not um, be stuck up and snobby. And I loved that. Cause I was like, yes, this is the Rosalie I want to experience. Not somebody who's snobby and stuck up and is going to ignore everybody in school. Cause I don't, I don't see that. Oh, from yeah. Rosalie. No, there's such a stigma around Rosalie and her attitude, which is fun to play. Don't get me wrong, but there's this whole other side of her that is a kind and caring I would say human being, but she is a yeah. human being. Um, and, and the only part about Rosalie that really brings out that more snarky standoffish side is the fact that she doesn't like where her life is and she really doesn't like the life that's been chosen for her. So that, that was really interesting to play. And I really wanted to make sure that I had the attitude in there, but you also saw the side of Rosalie that you would actually see on a daily basis if you had that personal interaction with her. So I'm very, very glad that that registered. Thank you for that. Absolutely. It was perfect. It was great. So for those of the listeners who are, who are coming to this podcast to listen to this interview, who have never been to the festival, you've been there a lot. You've been there for years. You grew up at the festival. What would you, oh, yeah. what would you give them as advice for, you know, what to expect when they come? Oh, goodness. Um, this is actually a great question. Thank you for allowing me to answer this. Um, so the way that we've always summarized FTF, which is the abbreviation for, for Twilight Forks, um, is think of it as Disneyland, but for Twilight. 
So you, you walk into the city of Forks, you're there, you're at Forks High School, for example, and Edward Cullen and Bella are standing on the side of the room sulking. Alice is <laughs> bouncing around the cafeteria, things like that. So now that immersive theater experiences are actually becoming more popular, I think it's the most similar to that in the sense of you're put in this environment, this immersive environment of the story that everyone loves so dearly. And you're there to interact with the characters and really place yourself in the story itself. And it's, it's a really beautiful experience. But for those of you who aren't familiar with immersive theater, it's the most similar to Disneyland where you can show up, take a picture with Cinderella or Bella Swan for all intents and purposes and really just run around and have a good time. So fun. So Sam, obviously we know you never stop working on Twilight content creation. I don't think <laughs> you ever will. As far as I'm concerned, you always have a new project. I want to hear more about the projects that you're working on outside of Twilight and I'm going to leave it open-ended, so feel free to answer that however you'd like to. But if you can tell us anything about Summoned, I would love to hear that. Me too. <laughs> okay, so I'll get the other things out of the way, and then I'll talk about Summoned. Um, right now, I'm actually currently working on Stranger Things, the experience um, here in New York, which is, again, an immersive theater experience, very similar to FTF, but it's just for Stranger Things. Um, so that's what's been taking up all of my summer. And then I just did an episode of a very fun HBO show that I can't talk about yet. And I'm very, very upset that I can't talk about it yet. But that should debut sometime in the late fall. But yes, so Summoned is a book written by author M.B. Thurman about a witch named Hadley Weston. Um, and M.B. is a very, very good friend of mine. And we actually met as she was about to publish book initially. Um, and it just so turned out that I fit the description of her main character and fell in love with her and her story. Um, so I have been helping her build the world of Summoned around that, which has been so incredibly fun. We actually just started a production company together called Firecracker Entertainment. And that's kind of been the hub for all of the projects that we've taken on based around Summoned. So one thing that we're doing actually this year at the festival is an immersive experience for Summoned. So it's called the Summoned Experience Afternoon Tea, where fans of the series will get to have afternoon tea at the Cedar Creek Inn, also known as the Miller Tree Inn, also known as the Book Accurate Cullen House in Forks. So there's a little bit of a Twilight tie-in in there, but they'll get to have tea and be entertained by Hadley and her significant other Fitz McGregor um, and all of their their fellow crusaders. I don't want to give too much away for people who haven't read the book, but we've got a whole world of development based around building that world and building on those characters. And that has been so much fun. And it's also fun too, because I get to do it in Forks. Like Forks has become a second home to me because of Twilight. And now it's because of so many other things as well. Oh, I love that. That's so amazing yeah. to be able to really be the first person to portray this character. Like that's so exciting. Oh, as an artist, to grab a project from these initial stages mm -hmm. and be able to build it from the ground up has been so much fun. And as I've spoken to you guys about in the past, Twilight really has been a world for me to practice character building and stepping into people's shoes and, you know, finding worlds and running around in them. So getting to take what I've learned through that and through my, through my career and paste it over into Summoned and build from the ground up over there has been incredible. We did an audiobook for 
summoned the first book in the series earlier this year. I think it was back in January now. Wow. And I wore so many different hats. I got to produce it, which was incredible. It was Mary Beth and I co-produced it. And these are, I'm getting to experience different hats that I haven't gotten to wear yet, but have always been able to observe from the sidelines. So just the whole thing has been such an incredible experience. I can't imagine it. It sounds so amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. To MB about this because I I don't know any other author who gets to publish a book and within such a short time frame be able to create so much other types of content around it. It must be just like living in a fever dream, being able to actually have someone like you to work with this on who's just as passionate and just as dedicated and like actually bring all this full circle into this world. Oh, and that's the cool thing about working with Mary Beth too, is she's a mover and a shaker. Like I always thought that my, my work ethic was pretty intense, but Mary Beth's is unmatched and watching her work and getting to work alongside her. There's nothing that we can't do. We'll look at a task and we'll be like, this is really hard, but screw it. We'll figure it out. Why not? And it being able to build with her in that way. And now starting this production company with her has been such an incredible opportunity. So yeah. Uh, are you guys going to talk with Mary Beth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later today. <laughs> oh, no way. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> yep. Okay. I love this question. Tell our listeners, what is your favorite thing and your least favorite thing about being an actor doing this kind of work? Favorite thing is by far getting to run around in all of these different worlds that you would not get to run around in, in real life. Like getting to be a vampire, getting to be a witch, getting to be a snobby child in the Upper East Side, um, things like that. Like getting to experience all of these different scenarios that you wouldn't get to experience in real life is always what stole my heart when it comes to acting. Least favorite thing is probably all of the technical aspects about the business side of things. They call it the entertainment business for a reason because there's a whole other side of the spectrum that's not on the creative side, that's purely business, purely politics. And it puts a damper on the fun of being an artist sometimes because it gets so complicated. And there's so many things that end up being out of your control and so much rejection and things of the sorts. And Marin, you would be able to attest to that as well, being an actor, but. (laughs) When you said not, I almost thought you were gonna say fun because it's not not fun to do any of that stuff when you're an actor. There, like, don't get me wrong, there is a part of me that enjoys the business side of things, but sometimes it just gets so overwhelming and just completely overtakes the creative side of the whole process. And, and that, that's the sad part sometimes, but uh, it's know. the reason that a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to become an actor. And then after a couple of years, they're like, this is, I'm not cut out for this. It sucks. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you have to and, do and all I, those things. It's true. And I've always said that if it's not going to be, your whole life and your whole world, it is not worth it. There is so much turmoil that you have to go through. And if you're not willing to sell your soul for this, then it's, it's not worth it. It needs to be your complete passion. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you got to really want it. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. You need to really love it. It needs to be the reason that you wake up in the morning and things like that. Very cool. So we're gonna get to see you in two short weeks at the festival. I know. Which I'm so excited for. You um again said you're playing Rosalie for all of the events and you'll be playing Hadley at the summoned events. I sure um, will. 
I want to hear it from your mouth. How do you see yourself still staying involved with Twilight beyond this year's festival? Oh, goodness. Well, I think as long as they'll have me, I'll always find a place to live in the Olympic Coven because it's just such a fun world to run around in and to be able to stretch all my different acting muscles and all these different characters and whatnot. Um, but as you guys know, um, my Instagram account, just Bella Swan, is my character study for Bella. And I, I really see myself living in, in that community for the unforeseeable future. Um, it's, it's become a world that I, I found and have been able to really stretch my legs in it. And the community of people that I found in the Instagram community ha has been amazing. And uh, as you guys know, I just released a short film that I directed. It's my directorial debut um, called Big Day. And it was our recreation of Edward and Bella's wedding. And we tied in elements from the movie and elements from the books and getting to see how we could take a scenario like doing this massive wedding photo shoot, this massive project and turn it into a literal short film opened up a world of ideas for me. <laughs> so I don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon, to be honest. I Whether hope it be not. Through Rosalie, through Bella, like I, there, there's so much to do creatively in this world just to build on and practice my craft in a world that I'm familiar with. Like I, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> That's good so to hear. To hear <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So you have um, a lot of past experience playing characters who Edward would or wouldn't be able to hear their thoughts mm -hmm. but I want to know from like Sam's point of view what is the thing that you would least want Edward Cullen to overhear you thinking about oh god um <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> now, are we talking about me being in character or me as Sam I mean let's do both choose a character and then, and then as Sam, I would like to know as Sam. Oh God. So as Sam, it would probably be along the lines of everything that he heard that Jessica was thinking with, <laughs> oh my God, wow, this man is so beautiful. How does this happen? Things like that. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest, that's what Bella was thinking too. And he just couldn't hear it, which is why he was so enamored with her. I mean, come on. Ding. Um, <laughs> yeah. As Rosalie, I probably wouldn't want Edward to hear all of the remorse that I have over Bella, but he's going to hear it anyway. So there's really no avoiding that. Yeah. <laughs> Poor <Yeah>. Rosalie. <laughs> yeah. She's the most, <laughs> she's the most persecuted of all the siblings by, by Edward. Is. And I don't appreciate it. Edward Cullen. And you know, it's just because she's a strong woman that has a strong opinion and no one wants to hear it. So yep. Screw that. I'm mm -hmm. not for that. Right there. <laughs> Let Rosalie live. <laughs> uh, well, we're on our last question, but there is something I would like to hear you talk more about. Yeah. And this was um, last year at FTF, you did a panel and mm -hmm. you answered briefly a question about how acting for FTF has kind of allowed you to grow past some of your anxiety and things like that. And you kind of just become more self-confident through the experience. I would love to hear you talk a little bit more about that. Oh yeah. So when, when I first found the character of Renesme, I was a very, very, very shy 14 year old. And to the point where I couldn't go to a store and ask an employee for a different size in a shirt, or I couldn't talk on the phone and things like that. It made my mother 
very frustrated because she'd have to do all those things for me. But being thrown into the festival in the capacity that it is, it's really forced me to come out of my shell and, and I can talk to anybody now. I can go on and just start a conversation with a random person on the street, whether it be in character or as myself or things like that. And it's really become almost like a character building moment for myself. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's allowed me to overcome a lot of obstacles, which are my, my shyness and my not wanting to talk to people and my, my introvertedness that doesn't really come out as often as it used to. So there's, there's that aspect of it. And there's also the, the aspect of being able to figure out how different characters walk in different shoes and whatnot, because I've had the opportunity to play so many different characters with the Olympic Coven for this festival, um, that it's, it's allowed me to study characters to the fullest extent of how they think, how they walk, how they talk, how they act, um, and things like that, which is, like I said, as, as an actor, that's such an incredible opportunity to have to be able to play around in a world like this, um, so yeah amazing and I mean not to like bring it back to myself but we talk a lot about anxiety on the podcast of course because of Bella and of course because of me I feel like I'm a walking ball of anxiety Uh, (laughs) but I want to thank you for coming on here like this is something that is entirely out of my comfort zone is interacting with a person through a screen like face to talking this is like a big thing for me where like I obviously, me and Sam are friends and I talk to you almost every day over text and still about getting on a phone and talking to someone that just like really gets me in like a panic before we get on here. So thank you for showing up and allowing me the opportunity to kind of work through that and kind of just, I feel like it is kind of a thing where you have to just constantly put yourself back in the situation to kind of let it process through. So 100% really great for me doing all these interviews. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm so glad practice practicing it really helps. I mean, I think that Emily, I would never be able to tell that you were feeling super anxious about this. If I didn't know you, I mean, I know you, so I'm like, and we even talked about it this morning. I literally said to Emily, the words, I had no idea that the interviews were going to be so draining and it's not even draining in a like, Oh, I'm exhausted type of way. It's in like, Oh, I just had to like put on a show for an hour oh, in yeah. front of somebody who I don't know very well. And it's like kind of hard. So yeah. Um, but I would never know, but Emily, because you, we practice that all the time and you keep doing it, even if it's hard, which I just mm-hmm. admire so much. I think that's amazing. And so I think, yeah, all these things about walking through the wall of anxiety to get to where you can do it with somewhat ease is, is such a big deal. And I'm, I love that Twilight helped you with that, helped all three of us with that. Really. It that's really amazing. did. Like with with certain anxieties like that, sometimes you just have to stare them straight in the face and work through them. But it's actually, it's, it's really interesting that we're on this topic now because I was just sitting here thinking, I, I do know you both personally. And it's, it's really cool for me to see you guys from this perspective because we all have our method of turning ourselves on and doing our work and things like that. So I, I was actually just admiring how well you both turn it on to do the interview and fall into this persona so Emily I, I never would have known that you were <laughs> today so <laughs> well that's good to hear and I hope that anybody listening who also struggles with that can see that 
even Samantha Rose Baldwin had to go like through it and overcome it because the second you said those words, like I was too nervous to like make a phone call and order a pizza. I was like, me and Sam have this huge thing in common that I never would have guessed at because of how well you carry yourself now as an adult. So thank you so much moment for me. I hope anyone else who's listening can also be like, wow, I am not alone. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No, sometimes you just have to stare anxiety in the face and just kind of keep on trucking. Oh yeah. Beautiful. So before we let you go, was there any uh final thoughts that you would like to let everybody know? And also can you tell them your social media handle so they can come and find you and say hi. Of course. Um, final thoughts. I just, I wanted to say thank you again for, for having me on here because there's nothing I love more than, you know, talking about my art, but also talking about this Twilight community and how it's really brought people together and has gotten so many people to come out of their shells. Um, but where you can find me is you can find me on most social media platforms as Samantha Rose Baldwin, or if that's too long, it's Sam Rose Baldwin. I've got a very long name. But in the twilight scheme of things, you can find me over on Just Bella Swan. Um, and that's where you can find our short film, Big Day, as well, if you wanted to give that a watch. Um, and then you can find me over at the Olympic Coven. Um, I handle the Instagram over there for them as well, which is a lot of fun. Um, and if you're interested in the summon side of things, you can hop over to at the summon series over on Instagram and most social media platforms. And also at Hadley.Weston is my little exploration for exploring Hadley's state of mind so I think that's all the places that I am I've got like 12 different social medias for everything so I'm like am I forgetting anything I know I love that that's all when you just listed like six different things I think that's yeah, right. oh there is one more um firecracker <laughs> entertainment the production company that MB and I have is on social media as well at either firecracker entertainment or firecracker ENT but it's firecrackerentertainment.com awesome I think that's it now <laughs> we will leave all of those linked in the show notes so for anyone listening if it's like Sam said if her name is too long you can just scroll down and give yeah. it a tap it'll take you straight to her Well, thank you so much, uh, listeners, for coming and for supporting us and listening to this interview. And thank you so much, Sam, for coming and hanging out with us. I feel like this hour just literally flew by. I keep looking at the clock and I'm like, how has it almost been an hour that we've been talking? Because I feel like we could keep talking for several more. I have I have so many more things I'd, I'd love to learn from you and hear from you. So if you can come back anytime, we would love that. Yeah. And with that, Sam, do you have a remember? I do. I just want to say, and remember, in times of anxiety, you just got to stare it in the face and keep on trucking. Hell yeah. All right. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. 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 (laughs) You've been remembering Twilight with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Twilight Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus episode, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberTwilightPodcast at gmail.com, send us a voice message on Anchor, or leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you to Stephanie Meyer for sharing her dream and making ours come true.